0: So my wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you again today. Thank you for tuning in. It's always our pleasure to welcome you to the program, and it's our privilege to have you listening to uh, Drive Time, to Fate FM in general, and I would love to have you part of this program with us today. And you can uh, do that by just sending us a text message with uh, a thought or a question, a comment in regard to the program which we are going to follow, and if you like to do that, this is the number where you can text us. 0488880811 Zero four, triple eight, eight zero eight, double one. Make sure that you have this number um, written down, because I'll come a little bit later with the offer which we have prepared for you today. a wonderful book. The number, again, it's zero four, triple eight, eight zero eight, double one. You know, sometime, behind the microphone here, we wonder who's listening? And it would be nice to have some messages coming uh, from you, maybe just to say hello, just to, uh, you know, give us a little bit of an idea. We know that uh, lots of people are listening because uh, they are on the go, driving, commuting. You know, this is peak hour here in Adelaide, uh, South Australia. Uh, but not only people are listening from all um Uh, sorts of, um, you know, places and uh, backgrounds, and we really enjoy. We have so many messages coming from you guys, and I'd like to just acknowledge even uh, right now uh, those people who uh, requested the offer which we had prepared for you already for this week. And um, there are a few names, I mean, few messages which uh, came under the unknown, uh, you know, not with a name, but that's fine. And um, we have people like Nada, like uh, um, Suzanne uh, calling us, and uh, Naomi and Carl, Michael. I will say hello to all of you guys. And um, it's very... Uh, important to know that you are listening and thank you so much for the messages which you send us and I'm inviting you again uh, don't be shy uh, get in touch with us send us a text message right now as we talk and uh, we'll love to hear your thoughts now I would love to introduce our co-host today and um, I'm just checking to see if David hears me because again David is coming over the phone David can you hear us
1: Yes, sir, David. It's great to
0: be broadcasting with you. Beautiful, David. It's great to have um, you part of this program. David Lima. For those of you who may not uh, heard David yet, is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia mm-hmm. and Northern Territory. He's doing a great uh, job of um, standing for the principles. You know, in these uh, difficult times. You know, particularly with the family, and um, he had quite. Um, an number of appointments he's moving a lot that's why it's very hard to get him in the studio here uh, but we enjoy uh, having him even over the phone i hope that the sound will be good enough but we have prepared some music today uh, for you and um, just enjoy the program stay with us now david we approach a very interesting topic this week. And that was not uh, accidental. You know, we plan this. And even the week before, um, you know, uh, there were certain things uh, happening around us in, in, in the last couple of weeks. And one of them probably everyone is thinking about it was the passing of, uh, the Queen Elizabeth II. And we thought, uh, David, to talk about, um, Queen Elizabeth, you know, spiritual lessons from a contemporary queen. Yes. Now, we address already, we ask few questions during the week. And by the way, uh, my dear listener, if you miss some of these programs, you can always go back to listen on demand. You can uh, listen via uh, our app, uh, Faith FM Australia, or you can go on our website, uh, faithfm.com.au. Okay. And, um yeah, go for the podcast there, and you can listen the previous programs. You can choose, um, you know, some of the past programs. But one of the questions, uh, David, we asked was um, like this. These lessons, you know, spiritual lessons, are yeah. they just for royals? What do you think about this one?
1: Well, uh, spiritual lessons are for everyone, and the uh, Queen excelled in the Christian faith. She was a very keen believer
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, not only that but the monarchical system that we enjoy not only in Australia but in several nations of which the uh, Queen was sovereign now mm. of course it's her son King Charles but mm. in that civic system we we've built spirituality into the way we do business so to speak so uh, in Australian law for example, Queen Elizabeth and now King Charles are recognised as King of Australia, in the case of Charles now, by the grace of God. It says that in the law. And, of course, in Britain, the monarch has a very close connection with government, a different different connection, but also a connection with the church, of which the monarch has said is the Anglican Church. And uh, Prince Charles referenced the Anglican Church Really, the moment he became king, he said that the church is where I have gained my spiritual foundations.
2: Mm,
0: mm. And, you know, uh, usually uh, people who are uh, under the, uh, the spotlight, you know, uh, they are required to have um, a different, let's say, um, uh, behavior. And now, uh, yes, yeah, some people can put that just like a mask, you know. Just mentioning these things, like even spiritually, if it's needed, uh, um, I watch sometime uh, even in in other parts of the world, you know, like presidents and leaders mentioning the Bible or things like that are not necessarily themselves following. You know what I mean? But they just go along with uh, with the tradition. And I believe uh, with um, uh, with Queen Elizabeth, yeah, we can talk a little bit different because she mentioned quite regularly, and, and I heard myself when she mentioned about her faith. Another question, David, we we asked uh, was like, uh, how important is, or, or for Queen Elizabeth, uh, the spiritual foundations? And, and you point to some of them, but if you have anything else to add to that, uh, yeah, please do so.
1: Yes, well, the Queen took very seriously her personal faith in Jesus as Savior and Lord, and she made reference to this uh, on a number of occasions during the Christmas Day Address, which is an address to the Commonwealth of Nations, which mm-hmm. she was head for, Charles was head, but uh, really it was an address to the world, you might say. And unlike many of her other speeches, which are often written for her, particularly by her government, uh, this is a speech which she writes herself, or of which she, she has complete freedom to, to say whatever she wishes, mm-hmm. and she has grasped that opportunity repeatedly to speak about her faith in Christ, uh, saying, for example, at one point, uh, I hope that you all find room in our hearts for the message of the angels. And she mentioned at one point that God had sent not a general uh, or a military commander, as uh, important as they are, but he said the saviour with the power to forgive. So she's been absolutely explicit in her enunciation of the Christian message mm. and recognition of Jesus as Saviour and Lord. So uh, it's been wonderful to have that. And our prayer now, of course, is that uh, King Charles will, in his uh, Christmas address, which is uh, Christmas is coming, as they say, mm. um, you can even see uh, mince pies and Christmas puddings already in the supermarkets. It's a bit dark. But there we are, Christmas is coming, and our prayer is that uh, King Charles will use his first Christmas Day broadcast to speak about the Christian faith mm. uh, and the way in which the Church has informed his, his life and ministry.
0: Yes, that's uh, that's so true, uh, David. And, you know, looking around in this world, not only in the political world, but also in the spiritual world, let's say, religious or um, just, just social, you know, there are lots of um, people who are... Uh, Expected to lead properly. How, yeah. how can a believer, like in this case, like even a, a queen or a king or, a, or just a leader, uh, can lead with respect? Because I think this is yeah. very important, you know, to lead with respect.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, our, our entire culture, our civic system, especially in, in the nations which come from the Westminster tradition, which is Australia and Canada and New Zealand in various other nations uh, we have really understood the vitality of the Christian faith and uh, the monarchy is a, a tremendous means by which we are reminded of that and it, it's almost ironic mm. that the queen was probably as powerful in death as she was in life with respect to communion the Christian faith mm-hmm. because uh, she she would have uh, had a, a huge part to play in the arrangements for the funeral, uh, and it was an entirely Christian event. Uh, prayers offered, and uh, choristers singing wonderful Christian songs, and the audience singing wonderful Christian songs. Uh, that was the most televised event in world history, mm-hmm. and so uh, everyone who tuned in to watch the funeral, or or even. um uh, the, the, the brief service, for example, when the Queen's body was brought from, firstly from Scotland, then to Buckingham Palace, and then to Westminster Hall, which is in the Parliament there in London. Uh, the, the brief service there was a Christian service, prayers more often for the Queen. Thanks, thanks were offered, I should say, uh, for mm-hmm. the Queen's life. Yes. So, uh, the whole world has got a real strong dose of the Christian gospel as a result of the Queen's passing
0: probably more powerfully so than when she was alive. That's so true, yeah. In- indeed, uh, I heard uh, many comments from people who are not necessarily following, you know, the queen uh, in her life. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very, I I hope, you know, and I believe there are some genuine comments, you know, about uh, yeah. her, her character, you know, and uh, the way she lived her life which uh, exactly. I, I think i think is very important now uh, look i want to just uh, look at this question a little bit and see how we can bring out of this uh, now can the lord be my shepherd because you see we we can and there are lots of people in not only in these days but through the history who followed people you know leaders and yeah. they uh, uh, they got stuck with that sort of uh, thing, but in yes. all this aspect of leadership and speaking nice words even about Queen Elizabeth II, I wonder if if we can find anything. To see, to to connect, you know, uh, the queen with uh, to say, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, and probably I'll just start. Yes. Uh, I, I'll start to say something, and I will I will be keen to to hear from you, David. Also, uh, what's your opinion? Yes. Now, this one, I'm not sure, to be honest, uh, if it's um, if it's a true thing, but probably it is because it was on the in- internet circulating that the queen had a discussion, you know, at some point with the uh, with um, going to church, you know, was was her custom, you know, to go to church. And she had a little discussion with, um, I don't know, the reverend or how you call it, you know, the minister who was there. And she said something like this. Oh, how I wish um, to be alive or to see Jesus coming. And there was a a pause, you know, there. And then there was a question asked. I said, why is that, ma'am? You know, why is that? And she said that um, I would love to take my crown and place it at the feet of Jesus. A and remarkable a, thought. Yeah, a remarkable yes. thought. And and I hope that, that that's a true story, you know. I, I wasn't able yes. to verify that. But even, yes. yeah, I, I think that should be a remarkable uh, thing for us all to place yes. whatever Absolutely. we have in life. You know, maybe we have some... Uh, respect in various ways, you know, like in leadership or in the church or in studies and stuff like that, but how wonderful yes. it be to think in this way, whatever yes. you do, whatever well, yeah. you, who, whoever you are, to place it yes. at the foot of Jesus. What's your uh, thoughts on this one?
1: Yes, well, you've mentioned the uh, role of the shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. It's interesting that the ancient Egyptian pharaohs were really styled as shepherds in one sense because they would always carry the shepherd's crook, mm-hmm. you know, the curved, the curved staff, which mm-hmm. in fact uh, now many Christian leaders uh, in the more hierarchical churches they still have that staff. It's a, a symbol of being a shepherd. Mm-hmm. But the ancient pharaohs weren't very shepherdly; uh, they were tyrannical, mm-hmm. and they they considered themselves to be divine and. Uh, the, the Roman emperors were, were just as bad because they also considered themselves to be divine, and if you didn't worship the emperor, mm. then you would be killed. So that's not very shepherdly at all. Whereas in our, in our Westminster tradition, we, we have monarchs who do not seek to be worshipped, Far from it. Mm. Uh, but they commend the Christian faith. They do so personally because the royal family is a Christian family, and they do so institutionally because the royal family has uh, roles. Uh, Charles, for example, is styled in Britain as a defender of the faith. Mm. And uh, though, though he is not defender of the faith according to Australian law, nevertheless he is king by the grace of God, as was uh, mentioned in the Royal Style of Titles Act. So there it is, a black word at all, the, 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 the virtue of grace. So connection to the Lord being our shepherd is that the shepherd is an instrument of grace. He, he loves the sheep. He calls the sheep by name. The sheep come to him. Mm. The sheep won't follow a stranger. So the, the beauty of Jesus as the good shepherd is one which has impacted our culture, mm. partly because we, we want our culture to reflect that Christian ideal. So in Australia we do it, for example, in the way we style our leaders of government. So the prime minister is the number one servant. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what it means. Prime means number one. That's your primary education is your basic education. If you don't get that right. We'll There's no secondary one. And minister, mm-hmm. minister means servant. So we have built that into our, our very, uh, nomenclature, our very classification. And terminology. Whereas, uh, in the United States, we, 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 sadly broke away from Britain too soon, and, uh, perhaps, uh, it was always going to be uh, a bad move, but, um, but they, they, view the monarchy with great homesickness, great nostalgia, but the, the equivalent to the ministers of state in the United States, uh, they're not, they're not called ministers or servants, they're called secretaries, and a secretary is a keeper of the secrets. So that's exactly what we don't want in government. We don't want secrecy in government. We want transparency and servant leadership. So the the notion of Jesus as the good shepherd has partly impacted the way that we run governments so that in our tradition, governments are not our master, but our servant. And we, we also, if I can continue the comparison with America just briefly because, of course, uh, the United States president, uh, was, was there among many other international guests at the funeral. Mm. But we have, uh, we have in our sovereign someone who has no ambition for politics or no ambition for policy, but only an ambition for due process and for servant leadership. Whereas the United States president is a political animal. Uh, you know, half the country hates him, and half the country loves him. Yes, he's not a unifying figure; he's a divisive figure. Mm-hmm. He has political political programs to try to run. He will defy Congress routinely and refuse to sign bills into law unless they absolutely gang up on him and get a sufficiently large number to force him to sign. We don't have that problem in Australia. Uh, we have we have a, a civic system with the crown, and it's not so much at its apex, but, it, but it's at its heart, mm. uh, which is a, a crown which has uh, an ambition for mutual, servant leadership in the common good. It's very different to many other nations. And uh, you mentioned that that you know there are there are plenty of other people who might be putting on a front somewhere in other nations. Mm-hmm. Well, what is their legacy? You know, how many how many people are going to weep be weeping in the streets when some of these tyrannical leaders? reached the end of their life. No, they won't be weeping in the streets, they'll be rejoicing. Mm. um, And of course, uh, the whole world, with a few few ridiculous exceptions, uh, has been extremely sorrowful at the passing of the Queen. And that's because she was such a, uh, a valued and valuable figure.
0: Yes. And you mentioned uh, already how Australia benefited, you know, or is benefiting uh, after this and we'll, we'll approach uh, that question just uh, in a moment. Um but we'll um, yeah, we'll have a little break and um talk a little bit about the offer which we have prepared for today. But just before I do that, I thought I will uh, I will just um say this uh, again uh, David you mentioned about uh, uh, what that means to be a shepherd, you know, and yeah. um, you talked about the pharaohs and uh, you even, I think you alluded a little bit to some religion or some, you know, faith. On uh, this, yeah. Some people yeah. do in that way and I'm, I'm thinking of a particular group, you know, a Christian uh, group who had this practice uh, to consider to be a shepherd and also ruling, ruling probably sometime with... Um, how to say we no room for? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, for I'm not really just, yeah, yes, but you know, probably b- b- the listener will uh, will identify that what I'm thinking of, and even in the past, you know, uh, ruling with mm. force, and that's yes. not what God wants us uh, to do.
1: That's right. Well, the Bible uh, speaks in Ezekiel about wicked shepherds mm. who are, are not serving the flock; they're not being tender; they're lording over the flock. And uh, that's not what God wants. So uh, we thank God that Christ is our good shepherd who has shown us what leadership is all about. He said, I'm among you as one who serves. Mm. Uh, And he he said that we should serve one another. And and, uh, and he said, I lay down my life. So uh, he's the exact opposite of the tyrannical leader.
0: Wonderful. We'll take a short break here and uh, we'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we have prepared for you now the offer, um, which is a wonderful book called To Build a Life, From Blueprint to Turnkey. And what I like about this book is that uh, straight away says, from the beginning, um, uses a verse from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, uh, David and Listener, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What a wonderful God we have! Uh, these verses in jeremiah it's one of the best known maybe in the in the Bible um, uh, we love the the sound of prosperity and an eternal future, yet we are not often. Uh, um, Fond of actually follow found actually following God's plan, we are convinced that our own plans to pursue comfort, respect, and influence are superior to what He has in mind. My dear listener, um, you need to send us a text message with the code which I'll give you right now. To to request this uh, beautiful book and you need to send the message to 048880811 with the code SA73 SA stands for South Australia 73 no space in between not to confuse our friendly robot and this book is yours free of charge no obligation please don't hesitate to send us uh, the message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with a code SA 733 and the book to build a life, it's yours. Now, David, I'm coming back to you right now, and um, I just want to continue on this um, um, aspect of looking at uh, Queen Elizabeth II and her influence uh, in the world. Now, uh, it's nice to speak. You know well about somebody, uh, but all the plans comes from the Lord, as we read in in Jeremiah. Is that not right? And uh, yeah, and you know, David, we quote a lot of people um, in these days, like you know, like Socrates, for example, uh, Shakespeare, or who knows uh, who. Or in, from a religion background, you know, like Mother Teresa and uh, Dalai Lama and whoever. But not as much. We don't quote as much, you know, the kings and queens. <laughs> what do you think about that?
1: Well, uh, we we have a difficulty in Australia because we've had a very strong Republican sentiment for a number of decades, mm-hmm. and that has uh, that's forced people to be really quite private about their views concerning the monarchy. Uh, and it's also denied them permission to celebrate the monarchy or their love for Queen Elizabeth. What, what that means is that um, as time has gone on, though, uh, the the Republican push has diminished hugely. Back, back um, 20-odd years ago when we had the referendum, there was a, a great strong push, and if, uh, if you were... If you're not a Republican, you would regard it as being foolish. Mm. Well, those days are over now because the, the Republicans lost that battle fair and square, and in fact, it was really by a landslide. Uh, you have to get, uh, for example, uh, four out of six states in Australia. We have six states. You have to get four or more to agree to any proposal for change in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And at the referendum, there was zero out of six. And not one state agreed So that fell far short of the four out of six Or better requirement So it's not just a popular vote It's got to be a vote of the states as well So the Republicans Lost very badly And they've never recovered But what has happened Because of that loss of their influence Is that the rest of our nation Has been really given permission To express its love for the Queen And uh, the the outpouring that we've seen, uh, flags at half mast and, uh, people, uh, signing condolence books and, uh, uh, all the, all the ways in which uh, Australians, uh, and people in the UK particularly have, expressed their love for the Queen. It just shows that, um, that deep down people really do think that she was a marvellous monarch. But mm-hmm. it's more than that. It's also a recognition of the value of the civic system that she upholds. And if, if she had personally done wrong, then that would have discredited, discredited the system. Yes. Uh, and uh, this reminds me of the, of the years of Queen Victoria when, uh, because her husband died so young uh, and she was so utterly devastated by the death of Prince Albert, uh, she, she basically withdrew from uh, public life. And uh, there were very strong Republican calls as a result of that. You know, and we're not judging her for doing that, and she's in problems with her grief. But um, uh, when when someone personally uh, doesn't shape up, then the system that they represent is damaged and eroded. But uh, neither of that has happened uh, in our circumstance because the Queen has has behaved so wonderfully, uh, and therefore the system that she upholds has been commended to us as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And what I like about that, uh, David, even uh, King Charles uh, mentioned in regard to some of the um, countries, you know, which uh, are under his, you know, uh, reign, uh, that yes. it's up to up to the people to decide. And, and he made references to Australia also. It's not a, yes, and said it's up to the Australian people to make a decision, uh, and that's that's a very good thing because um, you know when you. Rule in this way, you have more chances to bring people together. But when you, yeah. you know, when you rule with a with an iron rod, you know, uh, yes. there will be a lots of opposition. And uh, not to mention, even now, uh, uh, let's say in uh, Eastern Europe, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Putin, it's it's uh, facing quite a little bit of opposition there in his own country. Because of the way yes, he's, yes, he's ruling, and uh, uh, look, there are uh, significant uh, lessons which we can learn from people on this earth. And comes in my mind, you know uh, what Apostle Paul um, um, advised us to do: says, "Search all things and take what yes. is good." Um, now we, exactly. in this program, we're talking about, and people may even ask themselves uh, what. Uh, do we have to do you know on uh on this uh, christian broadcast talking about um the the monarchy let's say yes. but uh because we mentioned uh queen elizabeth ii's uh, name and we look into this in you know reflecting on her life yeah lots of people i think can take at heart some good lessons
1: yes yes of course the uh the, the people's the people's wishes about how by a government is very important and um, unfortunately the nation of Jamaica withdrew from being under the, under the Queen's sovereignty I think it was last year mm-hmm. it might even be the year before now I'm can't give up. but it wasn't the people of Jamaica who made that decision it was their government and had they consulted the people I would be very surprised if there'd be a majority to say that they want their nation of Jamaica to be a republic mm. and the example that comes to my mind in relation to that precise question was Papua New Guinea because in, because Papua New Guinea used to belong to Australia and uh, the the Australian government uh, in its wisdom wanted to give Papua New Guinea independence and so when the independence was being uh, proposed and the mechanisms and institutions were being drawn up, mm. the the Australian government presumed that the people of Papua New Guinea would want to be a republic, so they, they drafted a republican constitution for this new nation of Papua New Guinea. But when the people of Papua New Guinea found out that they were going to lose the Queen, they hit the roof, mm. and uh, it, there was massive protest. Protesting going on uh, uh, in Papua New Guinea, they they call they called the Queen Mrs. Quinn, <laughs> That's the, the, the Queen. Um, pigeon way of, of, uh, of referring to Mrs. Quinn And, yeah, and the respect, word coming yeah. mm. uh, Out of respect, yeah mm. and, uh, and And uh, the, uh, the Word coming through is Don't take Mrs. Quinn from us <laughs> And yeah. when the When the Australian government found that out They realised that Papua New Guinea wanted to Remain as a monarchy And so they invited Queen Elizabeth Would you please accept the crown of Papua New Guinea and she, and she replied more than uh, I, don't know, I, think, I don't get what she said, but it would have been words to the effective, yes, of course. So when the people are, are asked, often there's a different different uh, response to the way in which governments may conceive of things. Yeah. And in, in Australia, uh, not only were most politicians uh, in favour of the, the Republic, this is back in 1999. Most of the media, universities and unions, big business, but the people said, no, we want to keep the
0: Mm coin. Now, uh, David, we are going to take a short break here, play a song. Uh, I have a wonderful song lined up here, Oh, Worship the King. Now, in this program, for a moment, we haven't suggested that uh, anybody should worship uh, a human, even if it's a queen or a king or whatever we are to worship the king of the universe uh, our God, uh, the creator and sustainer of all things and here it's a beautiful song, please listen uh, to this and we'll be back shortly
3: oh, worship the king, That's
0: King, the King of the Universe uh, or God, Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, uh, come before him in war because he is Almighty God. You are listening to Fate FM, Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Krita and our co-host today It's David Lima from Family Voice Australia. David is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. It's uh, very good to have him with us today. And we are looking at um, uh, this uh, topic actually for, uh, for the whole week we tackle this. Um, Elizabeth spiritual lessons from a contemporary queen. And uh, David, uh, now this question I would like to, in particular, ask you, you know, and uh, any of our listeners, uh, my dear listener, you may want to share a, a, a thought with us uh, on this topic. Uh, feel free to send us a text message to 04888-0811 with your thoughts, a comment. But the question is, David, has Queen Elizabeth benefited Australia?
1: Yes, certainly, Nick, because she is so pervasive in our culture, and uh, unfortunately, due to her senior years, uh, in the in the last 10 years, she was not able to come back from Australia. Mm. She was just too old for international travel. But uh, other members of the royal family were here representing her, and very warmly received. But... Uh, the Queen doesn't have to be here to influence us, and it's as close as pocket or this because her uh, image is on all the coins. Mm. And uh, more than that, all of our police, all of our military, our members of parliament, judges, justices of the peace have promised to serve her. So uh, there is a. The, the, the entire leadership of the nation and the state uh, is intimately linked to the Crown. Uh, because that's that's the way we've chosen to arrange things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I was uh, I was just next to a police officer in the shop yesterday, and I was uh, the police officer was moving through. I was trying to get a good good look at the at the uh, shoulder of the police officer because certainly here in South Australia fairly recently there's been a bit of a change in uniform, and I just wanted to double check that the crown uh, of of uh, of King Edward the Confessor, as it's called, which is the crown that the Queen chose Mm -hmm. to be the emblem for the rank. just wanted to make sure that the crown of King Edward the Confessor is still prominently displayed on both shoulders of each police officer and I'm pleased to report that it was there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the the crown, the crown is is present with every police officer. And there was a sharing with students the other day that um, it's not easy being a police officer I would imagine, because when you're you're defending the thin blue line, as we like to call it, every day could be your last day. Mm. And so as the officer is putting on the uniform each morning to go to work, looking in the mirror, my prayer is that they would look at the crown, which is in fact in four places on the uniform, it's on Mm. both shoulders, cap and badge, and recall the promise which they made to keep the Queen's peace. So the opportunity for people to connect with the Queen, it's there really throughout the entire leadership of the nation and the state. Uh, more than that, it's as close as pocket or First. So there, there's, there's been a quiet, a quiet seeding, if you like, um, planting of seeds of grace through the, the Queen's presence, even though she's absent. There's a rather lovely parallel there between the Lord being absent but also present Uh, and he said uh, that he he must depart Mm. so that the Holy Spirit will come and so even though the Queen has not been present in Australia for more than 10 years uh, she is she's very very present for those who have have got enough sense to see the the crown uh, you know we all we all uh, see police officers quite regularly uh, sometimes you see them when you're queuing up at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Let me go to a police station, by the way, if you want a police officer. Just go to McDonald's. I speak a lot this one. But uh, when you're standing in in queue at McDonald's, you'll you'll see the police officer and see the crown on both shoulders. So the, the more the more we look at the crown, the more we see it um, because uh, of that wonderful influence.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful, uh, David. Hey, I'm, I'm uh, taking another short break here for the offer which we have for today because I think you mentioned something very special and I want to touch that with the offer we have, okay? This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And my dear friend listening today, um, we are happy to provide uh, for you this book, uh, To Build a Life, From Blueprint to uh, turnkey. And this is a book by uh, Luke Heyman uh, and uh, what I love about uh, him putting this verse in the book, because we're talking about today if Australia benefited from um, Queen Elizabeth and uh, David shared with us uh, wonderfully, you know, um, uh, some of the benefits. But in this uh, passage in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper, to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. What a wonderful uh, promise from the King of Kings, from the Lord of Lords. And, you know, many of us, we may make our own uh, plans to pursue um, things in life, like uh, respect, influence, you know, superiority, and so on. Uh, but keep in mind this uh, passage, that God wants you to have the best you can in this life. Please request this book by uh, sending us a text message with the code SA73. The number again, it's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You just need to send a text message, nothing else written there, just the code SA73. And we'll be happy to organize this book to come uh, into your hands. David, uh, coming back uh, to you, uh, the time it's going um, fast. Uh, let me ask you this also in conjunctions with... Um, the offer we talked about to build a life now some people work and, and uh, the Queen indeed she worked all her life very carefully and probably missing out on certain things in life just to be the Queen which she promised to be when she took that oath oh,
1: yes Nick absolutely she, she took that oath and made a pledge she was in uh, fact 21 years old when she promised that she would serve, whether her life be long or short. Well, it turned out to be long, Mm -hmm. and she had served uh, all that time. So she, in fact, began her public ministry at the age of only 14 when she addressed the children of the world. This was during the Second World War, during the depths of 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 1940 when it looked like all would be lost. Mm. And she addressed the children of the world by radio, and listeners might want to go to the Buckingham Palace website and you can find the audio. It's been archived there. And you can listen to the squeaky voice of this 14-year-old Princess Elizabeth encouraging the children of the world, saying that God will be with us mm. and will give us victory, and after the victory, we will have to rebuild. And it will be up to us, the children, the children who have to do the rebuilding. And that's exactly what happened. So it's really quite prophetic but I, I take the listeners back to that lovely song that, that was played a few minutes ago, I Worship the King All Glorious Above. Mm. It's one of my favourite hymns. But that is the attitude of Queen Elizabeth, and it would be the attitude of King Charles as well, not, not seeking to be worshipped, but to direct others to worship Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and wonderfully, when, when we get monarchy right, Uh, we have a prophetic uh, experience of Christ. And the same is true with regard to fatherhood and marriage. So these are not secular or worldly things, but these come from the mind of God. And when Jesus was ministering on earth, he said at one point that the kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a great wedding feast for his son. So there, in such a short sentence, you've got three great institutions. You've got kingship, Mm -hmm. marriage, and fatherhood. Mm. All rolled into one And when we get marriage right We are prophetic of Christ and the church And when we get fatherhood right We are prophetic of God as our heavenly father And when we get monarchy right We are prophetic of Christ, the king of kings So one of the titles of Jesus is King of kings So we must have kings In order for him to be the king of those kings Mm. And so kingship is given to the world It uh, it puzzles me that our churches don't make more of this, but I'm I'm aware of one church which has a picture of the crown, an image of the crown, in order to just tell the world that we are under the lordship of King Jesus Mm. and that uh, that Jesus is not just saviour, but he's also Lord. So how wonderful is that? And um, that means that when when we make the monarchy work as it should, and it's up to us to help them make, the monarchy works as it should. Mm. When it works properly, it is prophetic. And, and the queen well understood this uh, contract or partnership between her as sovereign on the one hand and the people on the other. She would say things like, "Friends, pray for me, and uh, uh, your 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 loyalty is valuable to me." And so she's, and, and now Charles is relying on the people to be to be. Subject of the crown in the biblical sense of submission, which is not being busted around, but it is delighting oneself in the ministry of opportunity, being a stakeholder and a participant. So, uh, I I encourage people to to get a glass of whatever it is that they like to drink mm. and propose propose the toast, what we call the loyal toast to King Charles, and and not just make that as a toast that you might make at a wedding or to toast the 60th birthday of a friend or something. But a commitment of loyalty, it's, it's not just a toast, it's the loyal toast. So mm. that means that we have a role to make the monarchy work. And we're also called biblically to pray for kings and those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. So Absolutely. I do urge listeners who are Christians to pray for our new King Charles that he will be a servant of grace, and that he will give testimony to Christ as his Savior and Lord, and that he will commend what is good and valuable in Australia and beyond.
0: Yes, and I was just thinking, David, um, uh, just before to mention this, but you you just said that you know that the Bible encourages us. I mean, to pray for those people who are uh, put in the leadership, you know, in the position, and in this case, yes. you talk about yes. the monarchy, and you know, um, again, uh, you mentioned a few times that when this works is for the benefit of people uh, and uh, you know god's plan was not to have kings or queens you know uh, you remember in the old testament when the people asked uh, uh, god to or the prophet you know to um, have a king, like other right. nations, yes. and God was not, right. not pleased for that because he was the king, you know, uh, yeah, ruling yeah, over yeah. them. But interesting enough that God says, okay, allowed. And through the history of um, Israel, we learn that there were some very good kings and some not very good <laughs> i grew up myself in the dictatorship you know and i know that what that means to live under a, a regime you know um now a monarchy can be as bad as uh, anything like a, a dictatorship yes. or but when works well uh, god wants to bless us all through the leaders of, um, of people and I, look today we paid a bit of respect to this uh, wonderful, uh, you know, person um, who who spend so much time in in the office, to say so in in the yes, uh, yes. public, you know, in under the spotlight, and uh, yes. there are some good things to learn from uh, from her, and uh, I That's hope that name. we can um, connect that. To direct us to the Bible, to learn more how God loved us and sacrificed, not like how Queen Elizabeth sacrificed her life, like 70 years, you know, to be in the office, Uh, but probably even more than that because, yeah, she was part of the royal family, Mm. but to to serve the king of the universe who sacrificed Everything, you know, as John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave the only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for me and you. David, in uh, two minutes, I would like you to bring together, uh, if you can, uh, maybe a, a thought or something in regard to this aspect of uh, uh, can we learn a spiritual lesson from a contemporary Queen, and the question we talked today about was if uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth benefited Australia. Just uh, bring it together please.
1: Yes, yes. Well, God loves the notion of kingship because he wants everyone to recognize that Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords and indeed one of the promises given to Abraham was that kings will come from you so there's a wonderful goodness about kingship Mm. It's true that he didn't want the the Israelite nation to be under an earthly king, but uh, he was very happy for the other nations to be kings and indeed for all the nations of the world to be blessed through Abraham. So now we have Jesus as our King of Kings and uh, is looking for us to pray for our new King Charles, that King Charles will be a servant leader, Uh, he'll be a conduit of grace, a vessel of grace and goodness. Uh, I'm greatly looking forward to him coming to Australia probably next year mm. and uh, the people will turn out to see him. Uh, I've met the, the king, uh, Prince Charles as he was, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I said a few nice things to him and he replied by saying, that's very gracious of you. Mm-hmm. And I've never forgotten those words and I've started to use those. It's just another example of how influential the crown can be. Even the way we speak can be shaped and it's not because because Charles himself is a good man uh, or his mother, the queen, was a good woman. It's because of the grace of God. And so my prayer now is that we'll recognize that we'll see Christ behind the king, behind the throne, because, of course, Christ claims mm. every earthly throne. It's in Colossians chapter 1, if the listeners want to look that up. Every earthly throne, power, rule and authority been made by Christ for him, sustained by him, and he seeks supremacy over it. So what what glorious thoughts these are from Scripture as we think of the goodness of kingship when it is set under Christ, who is the King of kings.
0: Wonderful. David, would you like to just close with a short prayer?
1: Yes. God, save our gracious King. Send him victorious, happy and glorious. Long to reign over us. God, save the King.
0: Well, uh, thank you so much, David, uh, for being part of this uh, program. May God bless you as you minister. Continue to share, uh, you know, important uh, principles uh, uh, with uh, Family Voice Australia. Uh, Looking forward to see you back in the studio. Until then, uh, all the best to you and your family. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. My dear friend, that's it for today. Uh, Please... uh, Come back with us next time. We are going to look into this topic, the Bible and the media in the post-biblical culture. Do biblical Christians have a media problem? We are asking those questions. Join us next time. Until then, may God richly bless you. Don't forget, you can still have time to send us a text message to request the book which we have for today, To Build a Life. And you can do that uh, by sending the code SA73 to 04888081 God bless you. This program is made possible by the
2: support of Adventist World Radio.